Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
Humble here, playing Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening. You might be surprised to hear that I not infrequently amaze my friends when I merge my physical and academic prowess. The other day, I went into, I went into Wikipedia and printed off nine pages on Nietzsche. I mentioned on my Facebook page that I read about Nietzsche while taking my one-mile walk earlier in the morning. My friend Lance couldn't believe it. He wrote, You can read while you walk? Thank you for listening. You know 
that I have been struggling to learn languages for over 50 years. And suddenly, listen to this, at the side of my web page, there are advertisements informing me that there is a new easy way to learn Spanish and a new easy way to learn Italian. It might surprise you to hear this, but the pertinent literature in the ad is not below a picture of August Pot poring over crumbling manuscripts, William Jones, or even Ernst Pilgrim. Instead of these August scholars, above each ad there is a picture of an unnamed young woman who is experiencing a great deal of difficulty keeping ample portions of her torso crammed down inside of her dress. And you might ask, as I do every morning when they make their predicted return to my sidebar, how in the world could any of this appeal to a young man hoping to increase his proficiency in tongues?
here on the humble farmer where you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time I must add with any luck at all cannot count on anything I was on my way out of the door when Marsha looked up from her iPad or iPod toy thing and said guess what they're opening Arcadia National Park a month later this year. Gee, that's too bad. So many people like to walk up there so they can be the first to slip on the ice and fall off. Thank you. 
Kenny's Cotton Pickers. One night, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, and I watched a program called Undercover Boss. Ever see Undercover Boss? Push that button so I don't forget. The man who owns a company goes into his store disguised as a worker and talks with people, and he finds out what his employees are doing. This man wants to learn what he has to do to make his business better, and he's finding out as a disguised employee working with his employees. And of course, in the end, the owner reveals himself to his employees, tears off his disguise, and he rewards them. To the employee who works a 65-hour week and then works a second job on top of that to get by, he gives $20,000 or so, enough so this man will not have to work a second job for at least a year. To his employee who's deeply in debt for his parents' hospital bills, he gives $20,000 or so, enough for a four-day hospital stay. To the employee who is in debt for his year or two of college, he gives enough to pay off that debt. To the two employees with children, he gives $10,000 to be put in a fund to be used years from now when the kids are old enough to go to college. Well, when the three or four employees realize all these wonderful things that are being done for them, they're reduced to tears of gratitude. Imagine how you'd feel. But what happens when someone who has lived abroad in a wealthy country like Holland or Sweden or Finland watches this program? You know as well as I do that there are countries on this planet where people do not have to work 65 hours a week and then take a second job to get by. It might even be illegal in some some countries. In those countries, you would be hard-pressed to find a college graduate who will spend most of his adult life paying off his college loans. In those countries, people might be surprised to hear that here in America, our great land of opportunity, people have lost their homes because their jobs have been bought and shipped overseas to make rich men richer, and that these same hard-working homeless people would never live long enough to pay off their hospital bills. And should these people on the other side of the pond watch Undercover Boss and fully grasp what the members of one political party are doing to work in people in America, they would look at their own health care and educational and employment systems and be reduced to tears of gratitude that they don't have to live here.
I'm just looking at the calendar. In two more weeks, it will make 35 years that I have made a weekly radio program here just for you. <laughs> 35 years. It doesn't seem that long. I can remember Janice Gray working the buttons for me. I wish she was still working the buttons. I already made two mistakes here this morning that you don't need to know anything about. The newspaper headline said, yeah, there's another one. It's not even morning. <laughs> the newspaper headline said, double amputee accused in Alaska Walmart shooting. Would you be surprised if someone told you that Walmart is going to arm its employees? You can well imagine that the program would have the full support of those who would have a gun in every classroom, you know, to protect the students. Could you bring yourself to believe that starting on July 4th, no one at Walmart would be permitted to sell anything made from Chinese plastic without first being able to assemble a Glock 9 in a dark room while crouching beneath simulated machine gun fire? Any, anyway, if nothing else, a program like that should increase sales. After all, wouldn't you feel safer if every employee in Walmart carried a gun? The more guns that we have in more hands, the safer everyone will be. Did you hear talk about ta taking away that Alaska shooter's disability pension? Some people seem to think that anyone with no legs who can take care of himself in such a forceful manner, well, he really doesn't need help from the government. Dancing may do this and that And help you take off lots of fat But I'm no friend of dancing when it's hot So if you are a dancing fool Who loves to dance but can't keep cool Bear in mind the idea that I've got When it gets too hot for comfort And you can't get ice cream cones Paint no scene Take off your skin and dance around in your bones When the lazy syncopation of the music softly moans Taint no sin, take off your skin and dance around in your bones The polar bears aren't green up in Greenland They've got the right idea They think it's great to refrigerate while we all cremate down here Just be like those bamboo babies In the South Sea Tropic Zones Taint no sin Take off the skin and dance around in your bones When you're calling up your sweetie In those hot house telephones Taint no sin to take off the skin And dance around in your bones When you're on a crowded dance floor Near those red hot saxophones Oh, taint no sin to take off the skin And dance around in your bones Take a look at the girls when they're dancing Notice the way they're dressed They wear silken clothes without any holes And nobody knows the rest No more singing in the bathtub With those television phones 
be the last word on that. If you like the bone song, I I know you'll let me know. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this program. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you for being with me. And here, can't believe this, you probably don't believe this, but here is another shoot-in in the headlines. This one says, A Marine shot and killed a male and female Marine before turning a gun on himself last late Thursday at the Marine Corps base at Quantico, Virginia, officials said Friday. This would not have happened if we armed Marines.
My word, little Brad Terry end in there seemed to fade away into obscure room. When I walked, when I walked into the home to get my second breakfast, my wife Marsha reached for the clicker to turn off the TV. Marsha said, I, I really wasn't watching it. It's about a blind man, and, and she's an architect. The blind man was built like Superman, and she was a very nice-looking architect. And I couldn't help but think what a waste it was to have such an exceptionally good-looking girl in a movie with a man who could not see her. Think about this. Wouldn't you think that in a world that was fair and honest, the heroine for that particular movie just, well, she could have been the graduate's mother-in-law who who must be 90 by now and could use the work. That architect girl was really nice. Couldn't she have been used in a different movie where the hero had a slouch to his shoulders and a nervous tick in his left eye? In other words, a needy, deserving man with the ability to appreciate her looks? I know you'll tell me if I'm wrong. You're awful good at that. I'm... The humble farmer at gmail dot com and this might be the only letter I'll ever get from you.
Count Basie from way back, well, probably even before you were small, jumping at the woodside. We have two big political parties in the United States today. One calls the other the tax and spend party, <laughs> probably because they're always willing to tax and spend money on repairing bridges and roads and building schools and doing things like that. The other is called the Borrow and Bomb Party, probably because they are always willing to borrow and run up the national debt to start and fight wars. At the end of the day, of course, when all of the name-calling and excuses have been scraped away, the bare bones of the matter seems to be, who gets the money? The very rich or the working people?
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favourite station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Have you noticed that there is nothing more useless than a well-reasoned argument soaked in facts when you're dealing with someone who doesn't believe in facts, but simply pounds his fist on the word or repeats what he heard one of the boys say down at the loading dock? Was it some old crazy German philosopher who said that if either facts or religion amounted to anything, there'd only be one political party and only one religion in the entire world? Smith getting right into it there 
Got time for one or two more. Thank you for hanging in here. Listening to Scott Hamilton on this show. You might have noticed that there is a lot of name calling on newspaper blogs that contain letters to the editor. If you were to edit out the name calling and the spelling errors, and would you really have much of anything of substance left? Yes, we recognize the function of an online letters to the editor page. People who for years read the printed page and were limited to a silent inward boil at its political slant can now type some gobble into their computer, spit, turn on their heel, as it were, and walk off. It's sad, and I have to ask you, what has happened to the language main people now use to try to express themselves? If you are a student of Maine newspaper blogs, as I am, have you not concluded that ours is an era where a watered-down milksop of a language has replaced what we heard as children? Have you noticed that the insults on the blog page lack spark? Do you agree that calling someone a fool day after day lacks imagination? Does not... So don't you, yeah, 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 evince a limp impotency. Our main language was not always so. There's nothing like a frosty morning in a Mars Hill potato field to enrich the vocabulary of a child who is eager to learn. Emery Doherty would drive up on Mr. Gloop's shiny brand new 1947 farm all hauling the digging machine and I think it did two rows. Old Dave, who smoked the pipe, was the digger man. Old Dave would kick at the two inches of solid soil that stood between him and 300 barrels of green mountains, and what Old Dave said was an education not to be found in the halls of higher learning. You white-livered son of a horse! was how he started, and his creativity increased geometrically with every pipe fill until the frost weakened. And to this day, sixty-so years later, I still don't know if it was old Dave's language or the son that had done the job. Anyway, if you're like me, you probably bemoan the fact that the linguistic creativity and facility of an old time digger man on a frosty morning seems to be a thing of the past and that we're going to have to live with the insipid likes of so don't you but people have had their say and I suppose that's good you know if they weren't able to complain about the problems in their community on a newspaper's blog page some of them might actually get out of their chairs and do something about it
Lieutenant Hamilton. Fooey, we're out of time. Thank you for listening. No time to talk about Lululemon yoga pants. I wanted to talk about Lululemon yoga pants. I have to do that next week. With any luck, I'll be right here playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.